Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Kickstart podcast on Swap Moto Live. I'm Don Maeda. I'm joined by Michael Antonovich, our uh, online editor, and also uh, multi-time Supercross, Motocross, Motocross of Nations champion, Ryan Villapoto. So guys, thanks for uh, meeting up here. We're at a pro circuit at RV's little corner of paradise. Uh, <laughs> Race shop. Race shop. My little race shop, yeah. The, the RV race shop where you supposedly lay tools on your own bike. Um, a, a little bit, yeah. Just um, just the minor stuff. So um, luckily that we're, I have all the race mechanics. Um, Schneike, which was a, uh, a race mechanic. Yeah. Um, now the dyno guy. Uh, Craig, which was a race mechanic also. He's in service um, to rely on if I need anything major done. But when it comes to you know, graphics, um, all the, all the just kind of regular minor maintenance. I do. Yeah. Me. Can you change your own tire? I can get it off. Um, and I can, I can get it on if I have to, but, uh, I normally just go ask them to change it. Do you use tire irons or screwdrivers? (laughs) Tire irons. (laughs) You're going to pinch it too right away. Okay. So you can get the tire off, tighten the chain, Change the oil, clean the air filter. Yeah, clean the air filter. Put the graphics on. Scotch bite the frame. I mean, it doesn't oh, look yeah. like it doesn't look this good because uh, you know. Just by luck. Yeah, yeah I did though. I, I made it look like that. Nice. Say how how uh, how into it are you with the appearance of your bike? I mean, I know that you're pretty stoked on your graphics earlier. And yeah, I think that I I think because of who I was um, and obviously at such a high level uh, for for many years like. Um, first off, it doesn't look good to have a shitty looking bike. Yeah. Um, it has to, you know, I have to maintain a standard, right? So, but also I, I don't like my stuff looking, looking terrible. So, um, for instance, actually it wasn't that I didn't have graphics, but like I didn't actually ride this bike for two weeks or whatever, three weeks. Mm-hmm. I did the graphics and was waiting for two, a couple photo shoots to do. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not riding it. I, I'm just, I don't want, I don't feel like doing graphics. Like again you know? so yeah so i just kept it mint just kept it here on this you the get shop. that little blister on your thumb when you're laying them in it actually not the thumb it just peels like when you're really peeling or pushing on it hard it, it peels the skin from underneath your fingernail oh. a little bit and that's oh. what that's what hurts yeah. yeah that's no good so um that's if you're pushing on it hard, you know like really pushing on it okay whose idea was uh the the airbox cover you know on a yama the airbox cover is between your legs this is place nuts here um it just my graphics showed up like that <laughs> so briars i guess so you like that and i don't care it's cool <laughs> most people like it you like it i obviously like don't yeah. yeah you know what i liked the most was when you showed up one day at uh glen hill on the ride and you didn't have numbers i made you that sweet number two for your bike yeah the, we, the, i the didn't I cut it out too didn't oh yeah didn't i cut it out or something uh, you I peeled cut it, it off or something. yeah you took it off by the way was it day one on the Yamaha? That was day one on the Yamaha. I think. Yeah, maybe. Day right. two, because I rode, I rode, the first time I ever, ever rode it was at Kuya. Okay. So yeah. it was, but it was re- really recent, yeah. Day two at Glen Helen. All right, so uh, you guys both just came home from Seattle. Mm-hmm. You were at the race. Uh, man, RV, did you watch the whole race? Or did I you? watched the most of the, or well, you know, caught most of the lights race, and then I watched about eight laps of the 450, uh-huh. so. Um, and then beat traffic out of there. Yeah. So Anton, you're, you had to be pumped that it didn't rain. Yeah. Man, thank God. Races are never good. No, and I don't want to ruin all that camera equipment that it's all brand new. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. But I mean, considering how bad that that race has been the last two years, just with bad track conditions, it's really surprised how good it was. But it's really rocky. Like there were boulders the size of like front rotors that they were mm. digging out of there. But it was a good time. 
Actually, I heard a piece of rebar went through um, somebody's tire. Yeah, that would make sense. There was a and, lot of and, like, like debris yeah, a flat in there. tire or whatever. So, um, I think some of the guys ran mooses. Yeah, there for, was, for that reason. There was yeah. a big stack of mooses in the back of the Dunlop truck. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, for I don't I mean a lot of guys don't tend to like to run a moose but yeah. when you get to a track like that it's either you know you're you're playing you're flirting with a, you know a loss of major points or yeah. dnf or you know maybe just would it be a front and rear or just a front uh i don't know i most of the time it's for sure a rear and uh -huh. i think the questionable for me it would be for sure a rear and questionable would be maybe the front depending yeah. on how bad it was but like the rear i think takes the brunt of of most of, of what it hits just because of the power through the rear wheel, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, for sure, I think most guys ran rear mooses. How often did you do it? Uh, I ran a lot of mooses. Um, in Supercross? Not in Supercross so much, unless we came to a track that was rocky, but outdoors, just try to run a moose in the rear all the time. Did you have to compensate with your riding style for the moose? or? Not for me. I, I, didn't, I didn't mind it, because the moose tends to be a little deader feeling. Um, mm -hmm. the, the tire squats. It just has a little bit different feel. Um, it can squat or sometimes people say it has not as good attraction or whatever but uh, for me i didn't mind it so um i've always said yeah let's just run a moose i'd rather run a moose and get used to that or set my bike up with with a moose than try to like avoid hitting a rock or avoid you know something happening mm -hmm. Like, what's the biggest thing that it makes the bike feel like? Does it feel heavier everywhere, especially when you're going over, Not like, rhythm sections? Not necessarily heavier, just maybe, like, the, the re like air has, the tube normally has, like, a little bit of a rebound to it. And mm -hmm. so does a moose, but it's it's a dead feel, more of a dead feeling. Yeah. Um, and sometimes with the front, it just, it sometimes when it does squat, like, the tire squishes or squats, um, maybe it, it doesn't rebound as fast again, and, and it, it might feel kind of heavy like in the ruts mm -hmm. things like that so um but every rider's a little bit different every bike's different um so that would be like the the main thing hey that dirt up there like it's always the big question of what's it like this year is that how all washington dirt is or is that a just lot that of area? washington dirt is 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 kind of like that in rocky um it's i don't know it's just kind of where we're at i know there's parts of washington that has good dirt like if you go a little bit south more like by mount rainier you get like some of the ash stuff uh if you go across the mountain it's it's more of a desert over there so it's a little sandy but like seems like over by us like i grew up riding on rocks or, or on dirt that's like rocky like that mm -hmm. so um that just that's just what it was cool so you stayed for the start of the 450 race right yeah yeah dude how about that crazy crash on the first lap? Yeah, I know. It's um, I actually did obviously when you're there watching it, but I've seen the the, the, the plays, pretty yeah. good clip on 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 um, Instagram of Chad. You know, basically just going over, rolling over that first one, and the rear tire like not getting back on the ground right away, and also once it does, it slides, and then it kind of upsets his body, and then he goes into into whoever that guy was, yeah. um, and it just causes obviously a pileup. Um, and then Brayton, I think, I think, I don't know if I'd rather be Chad or Brayton. Um, Brayton Dude. landed right on that rear tire with, with like his femur knee area. And then it spit him like 15 feet in the air. Yeah, so that was like unbelievable looking. I think yeah. Chad's was bad, but I think luckily he was, the bike took some of the brunt too. That because the bike got whoever's bike that was got landed on too. It wasn't like Chad just got totally framed. I mean, yeah, he broke some ribs and yeah. punctured lung and things like that. But um, 
and I'm sure it didn't feel good. But if the bike wouldn't have been there, then for sure that would have been way Chad. different. Yeah, it would have been a way different outcome, I think. Um, but yeah, I think that they both they both were hurting yeah. for like Brayton's deal too, because the way it shot him, all the whole side of the track, like the edges of the jumps, are just these massive dirt clods. So when you yeah. land on those, no chest and I protector. I think he or might have almost landed or on the plywood. I, yeah, I he was remember. far. Yeah, it was, but he went like he he landed on the guy's rear tire, and obviously the rear tire spinning and driving forward. And, like, he landed on it with, like, his, like I said, femur knee area. And it just went straight up in the air. Yeah. yeah. It up, was like, upside down. And the worst part about that is, is he's not flying, like, where he's kind of rolling the windows up or, like, flying in a normal way. It's, like, all in this weird, awkward position. So just looking at the sky. On the ground, like, an arm could be out or behind you yeah. or whatever. It just it tends to be way worse when, you, when you're not flying in a normal position. Yeah. When but, I first caught the the thing on Instagram, the clip that that gear Reedy was wearing kind of looks like a set of Thor gear this year. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I thought was like, oh man, A-Ray. Because it's like, that wouldn't be out of A-Ray's wheelhouse to crash like that, right? Yeah. But then I saw that it was Chad and I'm like, that is not like a Chad Reed type crash. It was so bizarre. It, the weird thing about it too was like just the way he hit, like as soon as he hit the ground, he knew like, this is not good. So the visor like flew off he knew that his right arm wasn't going to work. So he like worked his helmet off with his left hand. And then Truman, like his good friend mm-hmm. was like, are you okay? And he shook his head. No. So then Dan came over and then the medic started working on everybody, but then Brayton's like 20 feet away and nobody was paying attention to him. So, well, he got shot so high out of the screen. I don't think no that anybody really like really there. knew that. He was kind of maybe on the backside of that. Yeah. Jump a little bit, yeah. but, but like, and like no fault of anybody, but it was just like these two really weird incidences where you're like, this guy's busted up, and this guy's probably pretty busted up because Justin couldn't Chiz walk. Got wadded too, right? Because Chiz is the one who landed on. Yeah, yeah went yeah, straight that's, into that's it. That's who landed on. I don't know who Ch- who Brees. Chad. Oh, is that who it was yeah. that Chad went into? Yeah, because yeah, then Brees like tried to do a couple laps, and then it just didn't work, and he pulled yeah. out. Yeah. So what happened to Chiz? Is he messed up too? Uh, I think he's just beat up. Uh, he said his knees like a little messed up, but it's not the knee that he hurt last year at Colorado. So mm-hmm. they'll have to see what happens, but. Yeah, he took a pretty good one because he had nowhere to go. Yeah. Wow. So the word on Brayton is possible knee injury, MCL, mm-hmm. ACL. Reedy's broken ribs, punctured lung. Broken shoulder. Broke, scapula. scapula. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that. That, so. that takes a while to heal. He said that he wants to be back by Vegas, though. So. Yeah. What do you think, Harvey? Can he be back by Vegas? I'm going to say no. What about Mookie saying he's going to be back for I Vegas? mean, you have, like, the lo- just the lung itself. I don't, you know, like, you got you to gotta wait for the lung to heal. I think I, I haven't done really any ribs. I don't think maybe like just popped one out a little yeah. bit, but I know ribs take a, like a, everybody that I've always talked to said the ribs take quite a while. So you mm-hmm. can't breathe hard. Well, that and just you know, just there's just there there's there those those are bones and cartilage in area that moves a lot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like for it to heal up and for him to go racing in what six weeks by Vegas? Yeah, what, you know four weeks or whatever. It's and to do like. To do one of them is a big deal because that could take a while. You never know how long that's going to go. To do eight of them, like so he could yeah, be feeling I, I, this a I'm while. I'm going to say no. I think it's 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 yeah, it's out of the question. Yeah. But you never know. Hey, Mookie also says he's trying to come back from the femur. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a femur. Like most of the time, when you do break a femur, it seems it's a pretty straight deal. That straightforward. They put a rod in it and you come mm-hmm. back when you're ready. Um, I don't. I don't. I mean, just the upside to it. I don't really know what the huge upside is to it mm-hmm. for him. Um, I don't know if they plan on racing outdoors. I don't. I don't know what the team's plan is, or if he plans on racing outdoors. Is his deal, if or if his deal's Supercross only. No idea about any of that. But uh, 
obviously if he plans on racing outdoors or the team it's i see i see only see a downside of him coming back for supercross yeah. just to concentrate on outdoors um but if he's not racing outdoors and he's trying to get back just for maybe two two rounds okay well then maybe that's the upside to it but i i think that's what they're going to do because Tony said something about maybe a little deal at the first couple nationals, but they're not going to go super everywhere. Cross only, yeah, right? full yeah. supercross only. Yeah. From now so on. I mean, obviously, with Brayton hurt now, I mean, uh, yeah. Mike's Mike's their guy. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, if Mike goes and races Hangtown uh, and does the first couple or whatever, I don't know if he can because of the Canadian thing. So is he still going to stay? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we'll see. Because this weekend was supposed to be his last one, and then they re-upped the deal through Nashville. But then now, who knows, after with Brayton being out. Yeah. But Justin, like, even when his ankle was busted up, he wanted to try to do everything no matter what. So I could see if his knee's not too bad, he waits out Houston and then comes back and does the last few. Yeah, it just depends. Who knows? Yeah. Okay, so that crazy first lap crash resulted in the second big controversy of the weekend. So, Anton, why don't you cover that? Yeah, uh, I could see how that could happen. Uh like a big mistake to jump into that section because they did have flags pretty clear as you came in, but um, well, aren't there those flashing lights? Now? I, I don't think there I was any think in that section. Those are main. The flashing lights are on specific sec- sec- sections, which for sure is the triples, the big jumps. Um, but I think they have them every once in a while yeah. in some rhythm sections or whatever. But or like a section where it's blind at the other side. Yeah. Um, but I don't I think, think there it was, was a complete load of shit, if you ask me. Um, I mean, it was clear that Marvin jumped on a red cross. Yeah. And obviously, they they docked him seven, well, seven, seven points. points so no he purse. lost the win, right? Keeps the win. Keeps the win. Technically, but doesn't keeps get the, the points. Keeps the win, but doesn't get the points. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's. I think the rule, that that is one specific rule, I believe, that is pretty black and white. Like, mm-hmm. you're not, it's wheels on the ground. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can go as fast as you want with your wheels on the ground, which you can only go so fast over jumps without mm-hmm. jumping. He doubled the jump. I mean, it was clear and it was on lap one. Um, so I don't, I don't see the, I, I, like I said, it's a, it's a, it was a clear jump. I think yeah. that the, 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 the call was, uh, not the right call. Yeah. Do you think that, uh, cause people are like, Oh, we lost his points. But you know, like I read some of the stuff, Oh, he lost the points. So he didn't get the, he didn't get the win points, but he got the win. Yeah. But you, you're all missing that. That, that wins $130,000 for the win. Yeah. If KTM's going to still pay that or, Oh yeah. He, he didn't get his AMA money. That's great. It's 12 grand. Yeah. Whippy, you know, like, but the, the KTM money's, you know, the bonuses, all his bonuses, he's probably with Thor and all that. He's probably 150. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'd be I'd be pissed. Does a ruling for factory guys is the ruling the same for those kind of guys as a privateer? I thought the 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 Bowers thing was bogus too. I mean, because it. I mean, yeah, he came in, he hit, he hit him. It wasn't a full T bone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and then you, like, I've talked to a few people about it, and a few major people in our industry, and it's like you make a decision like that, on the fly, where it's like, okay, let Bowers go and race that night, and then go home on Tuesday or Wednesday, review it Monday, Tuesday, review it, mm-hmm. 
and then pull him out of the next weekend's race. Don't pull him out of pull him out of the next weekend's race before he flies to the you know before he flies to yeah. to wherever mm-hmm. he's going. But the kid's already there. The guy's already there, and then you're just making a split split section split second decision. Um, and then, you know, you pull him out of the race when previously at Vegas, I mean, uh, Justin broke, you know, broke his foot when they came together. Yeah. yeah Justin came in, hit him, whatever you want to say. It's, it's racing. It's going to happen. And a little controversy is also good for our sport. It, it keeps people, um, you know, keep people want to see a little bit of controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to make that decision, I think that was a bogus one too. I think that like, there doesn't seem to be, and I think we all agree on that. There's no uniform deals all the way across and it seems like some things get really quick reactions other things take way too long but i don't believe that like almost so-and-so's team so then they're going to get preferential treatment i mean i think there's some of that out there yeah i I think there is some of that out. i don't think it has the weight that people think though uh probably I, i don't know i can't answer that question because i don't know for sure i don't know who who has the who's the favorite guy or the favorite team or anything like that but i'm sure it happens um and you know, eventually, you know, when you're when you're talking with top guys that are championship contenders, um, it also gets even more delicate. Yeah, it doesn't get de- it's it's not as delicate to a to a pri- it it is to the privateer at his from his eyes, but yeah. from the from 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 like say AMA side, it's like okay, you're not in the points. But then mm-hmm. he's the privateer's like, well, I just lost three grand yeah. because I'm not in the main event or mm-hmm. I didn't race or whatever, right? So so there's both sides of it, and you have to look at both. But I don't think. There's really we're at we're at a race situation, meaning like there's really not a decision that has to be made right now because yeah. the gate already dropped. We're already racing, you know. So it's like unless it was in a you know like Bowers's was in a qualifier, but I would have let him race. Like they should have let him race, then reviewed that back at mm-hmm. uh, you know with a clear mind, without no, anybody no calling at you this Yamaha this or uh, you know Bowers this or that or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you make your decision. Dave, you as a racer, you had something similar to this happen one year where you kind of jumped through yeah. a section and were those lights. We, well, was it was James? I don't remember. But, like, remember there was a big controversy of did you see I, the lights or not? We rolled through a section, but, like, I passed him after the flag. Yeah. Uh, but, we, yeah, but we rolled it, and, and it stuck. So, um, meaning it stuck in, in, I guess, in my favor. Um, but technically we were we, – I mean, we technically – we were after the flag, and we were on wheels on the ground. So – I think that's where I was like, well, they did, in the rule it doesn't state that you can't you can't pass somebody at the at the cross yeah. flag, but afterwards you're still rolling. you're free you're free. So like I think if Marv would have jumped, say the last double like jumped turn, out of the section, yeah, jumped out of the section, then that would have obviously been a very a very clear. It would have been a lot clearer to say what are we gonna do here, but like he jumped where the red cross flag mm-hmm. was being waved. Mm-hmm. So it's like. It's here it is. Like, you know he ran the red light. So, so when you're in, the, like, that heat of the moment opening lap or, you know, like you're in a pack of riders and you just happen to see the flag, how quick can you make that reaction to do that? And do you see all that stuff pretty clear? Because there are times that I'm I like, mean, there's no way there, you see you a know, yellow you flag. Around, you're, you're, you're you have a for that that section and it was a little pre-double into like that triple. So, like, I don't, there's, I, there's, there's really no way he missed it, really, I don't think. Yeah. Or didn't see it. Yeah. Now, I'm sitting from the sidelines. I wasn't out there riding. I didn't ride that track. So, but I'm just saying you're prob- it's pretty probably there's it's hard to miss it. I think. Yeah. Because most of those guys are pretty good. They're like standing on the track. Yeah. You know, he wasn't in the middle, but he was still close on enough. The track. Yeah. Tracks only, 
I don't even know how wide. 20 something feet, feet wide. wide or 20 feet wide. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. What was the other? There's a big controversy about the whoops up there. Oh, because they mowed them. Like there were 15 and the first few were, I mean, they were all pretty big. Um, and if you came into it, you had to approach them the right way. You couldn't just like hammer it because you'd hit the sixth one and lose your momentum. You kind of had to go slow and then just build and stay steady across. And then after the night, or after the qualifiers, they just cut them down quite a bit. Uh, and they were going to get beaten down anyway, but guys want them bigger so they could skim them or do stuff to them yeah. instead of it just being a freeway through there now. So that was – there was a lot of guys that were pretty upset about that. Yeah, I, I, who, who had a good tweet? I think uh, – Bowers. <laughs> Bowers. Uh, one of them read like, oh, yeah, we train – we prepare ourselves for these, you know mm – -hmm challenges and just take them away and then like ken said in in the post-race press conference they're like hey it looks kind of like the technique of the sport has been to jump through them do you guys practice jumping through them and he's like no the whoops that we have in florida you don't build them to practice jumping through they don't get beaten down the same way that they do here we just want to skim across the top so it kind of seems like the jumping through technique is coming into play now but i don't think it's favored by everybody it's not like they're actively practicing it like they've maybe might need to from now on yeah. what do you think about that yeah i mean i i don't ultimately it's quicker to blitz them um yeah. if you can do it i think the biggest thing with this set of whoops at seattle was it's big part of it is they were really slippery um the dirt was slippery and everybody said it was slippery so um you know losing the traction and losing your forward drive on the whoops was i think the biggest thing that you know like because i think if it would have been tacky they would have they didn't look super big to me. Mm -hmm. um, I think they were they were hard and technical, and, and they were slippery, I think, was the big thing. You know, you'd watch guys come into them, and they'd come in with a fair amount of speed, start blitzing halfway through, and then by the end they would just start dropping. And it was because, you know, slippery or, too, you know, wrong gear or whatever. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, I never – I wasn't a real fan of jump, uh, jumping whoops. I wasn't very good at it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it all depends on the track developing. Like, like Ken said, his whoops in Florida – they don't develop to jump. They very well could, though, if you let them go long enough and didn't groom them enough, mm -hmm. like, right, you know, after every couple of days, like, eventually they would become yeah. jumpers. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of how the track develops, you know, and with as many guys as that are on the tracks, like, Ken's got, my, he might have six guys on the track, so they don't break down enough to start to jump them, you know? Yeah. And he, he might not ever jump them a certain, a certain set on the track, but, like, there at Seattle, pretty long. They kind of went uphill at the end. They built a little, like, ramp at the end. Um, and there's, what, there's, I don't know, 60, 80 guys that go that Through ride them. before, you know, before the actual night show or whatever. Yeah. So they get all beat down and everything yeah. else. So it's, it's not always going to be the same. They pulled a lot of stuff from them, too, like huge pieces of concrete or, like, boulders and stuff like that, like yeah. really, really big stuff. So I think, too, like always going through, you could see where they just got hammered out, where, where they were built one way, and then you took out part of those material. It's cool. not ideal to obviously change the, change the whoops, but I've been to a lot of races where they cut them down. Like, I, it's, they do. They, it's part of it. So, as a, yeah, as a, say, as a, somebody that's really good in the whoops, I could see how you're, you'd be pissed, you know, or bummed yeah. out about it, but ultimately, everybody still has to race them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. So... A lot of new kits in Seattle. Like, Kenny had that cool... Supersonics. Supersonics. Yeah. That, that looked pretty badass. That stuff was sick. Yeah, I liked his gear. And then, uh, Bowers had a new kit, I think. Yeah. Um, that Thor stuff wasn't new, but it looked good because they put everything together really well. Mm -hmm. And then 
was there, I don't know if there was a lot of other stuff that was like all new, but everybody just looked like really dialed in. It's good that everybody's like working together brand wise instead of just yeah boots. Even though if it's not Alpenstar, if you're wearing Thor, you know, and try to try to coordinate with with the Alpenstar guy mm-hmm. or Alpenstars with to get the matching boot with the gear and the helmet. Mm-hmm. And it just makes everything look better. Yeah. So, so you always had a cool helmet for your home race. I remember that one with the uh, space, space needle. needle on the back. Yeah. <coughs> AP would always do As a racer, did you get pumped when uh, your gear sponsor would do like a one-off set of gear or something? Yeah, it's always cool to have to have something different that's not sold. Um, not necessarily that's not sold, but just just something that's that that's not in the line of, of the production line. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's a, just different. You know, it's it's always cool to have that. Did you always used to save that stuff? Were you a good? Uh, I could have been better or? at keeping. I should have kept some more stuff. Um, but shit, at the time, you're like, you're not thinking of keeping it. You're kind of thinking of keeping it, but not really. But also, too, you're like, you're like, I already have so much stuff. What am I yeah. going to do with it? And this and that. And pretty soon, you're, you start throwing stuff out. And then pretty soon, you turn around. Where's this at? Oh, you, you got rid of it. So, um, Are you at that point in your life right now where you're like, God, dude. I gotta get that while well, I still can. Well, that's why I'm like. You called me like, for those covers. Yeah, like tr- all the Transworld covers, the Racer X covers, like all those covers that I've had, like, and you know, just it's, you know, and I might have a few more coming, you know, in the future. Who knows? But it's like to get all of them, um, even if it's not the real mag, it's just a copy of yeah. whatever, and it looks like the cover of the mag. Um, that's really good enough. It's not like I'm gonna flip through the magazine. Mm-hmm. I don't really care what's in the magazine per se. Mm-hmm. It's just the cover of that having one from 2007 you know and yeah. roughly i'd get two transworld covers a year at least you know so we always loved you yeah i, you know, I was always <laughs> easy to work with oh yeah <laughs> hey getting like so many of covers or certain things like does it start to lose the uniqueness to them i think when you're racing when you're in it yeah when you're when you're you know doing your job yeah it does but obviously you know now being retired um, you know, being retired since or for a few years now, like, yeah, like to, to, um, you know, you come across stuff or like, if you look around here, like there's one there, a, a, a poster, a like big banner of, of me. Um, mm-hmm. and there's one in the shop and stuff like, so all that stuff's pretty cool to have, you know? So mm-hmm. all the stuff I come, come across now, or like you said, I wish I had, you know, like you wish you had it. Is there one thing like you really want that you can't get back? Um, I, I don't know if there's one thing, but you just say, oh, fuck, I had a couple more helmets or I had this or I had that. and I should have never gave that away or traded <laughs> that or whatever, but yeah. it's whatever. I mean, Remember the cover we shot at your place? Um, you're wearing green and white Thor gear and you're like really aggro over the bars. You're whipping Yeah, over it. a triple, yeah. Yeah. That's like our best performing newsstand cover ever oh, really? in, in 19 years. And the funny thing about that is, I remember you were such a dick that day. You were like, "Did you get it yet?" I don't want to. I had, to, I had to, to train, get. Don. Huh? I had to train. No, <laughs> I think I got that shot in like four jumps because you were just so uncooperative. Mo- I, hey, if you get a good camera guy, you can get the shot right away. Yeah. But no, like, like, uh, yeah, having stuff like that. We we did a couple of shots, a couple of covers at that house, the the Menifee house where yeah. the track was. Um, you know, yeah. So it's. How many, like, I'm, I don't know if you know, but, like, who has the most covers? Ooh, I would say it was either you or Stu. Yeah, it would have oh. to be. Yeah. Because yeah, he got... there was at least, I when I was racing, it was at least two a year. Yeah. Yeah. And then remember the one 
the funniest story is that we did that one with with Weimer at your place, and then he broke his arm like ten minutes after I left. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and so yeah. then we came back the next day and we shot you in the same corner. <laughs> And he got the cover. Was that the one at the house? Yeah. 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 Jake broke his arm in, in the set of whoops. Yeah, like one ten minutes bars. after I left. Yeah. I was like, yeah, sick, got the shot. I left. Oh, I remember. I remember hearing all about that. On, on Cowie. Yeah. 450. Yeah. Hey, having that track at your house when you lived in Menifee, was that a nice thing or was it like, God, no, it was, I can't get was, away from this? No, it was good. Like, because the, it wasn't something I rode all the time. It was something that was only rode like when it rained. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it rained, we could keep it going for maybe a week or two or whatever, depending on because I had some water there and had a water truck, but but it was it was uh, it was it was hard to keep water on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice to have. Like we rode it, uh, we didn't ride it a lot because it was in a, you know in the neighborhood kind of. Yeah. Um, and if we did, we try to ride it once a week. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe how nice you made that place because I mean, I, I'd been there obviously when Roncado owned it. Yeah. And you guys really made that because it was a prefab house right i don't know if it was prefab when i think it was built but yeah it was it was but i mean i don't you, know you, not run down but it was it made the wasn't house nice. Super nice and the property was real nice and you, the basketball court and stuff yeah so the basketball court was there we just painted it put new hoops up uh, the pool was there but we did a major yeah. remodel on the pool major remodel on the house um and basically landscaped about two acres of it and then built a fence around it so um, it was kind of like, it was kind of one of those deals where I bought the house um, when the market was high and it was like, I don't know, it was a few years later. I was like, well, you know, what am I going to do? Uh, either buy a new house, sell this place and I'm going to lose on it. Um, or do I just remodel what I have and, you know, the money that I'm going to spend di- in the, di- the difference that I'm going to spend over here, you know, it's probably going to be close to the same. Yeah. Um, or more, depending on, you know, it, you always start out with one price range and, and you end up two or three hundred thousand over that you know yeah um so it's like okay what am i where, what do we do so we ended up remodeling that house so mm-hmm. and made it and made it nice and then lived in it for for a few years more um and then had it for most of my career uh and then sold it a couple years ago yeah does, does someone own it now that uses the track or is it just i don't think so i don't think so yeah th- i think it's still it. probably still there i mean you'd wow. have to bring in equipment to tear it down but but yeah, yeah. it's probably still there Cool. Well, so the premise of the Kickstart podcast is talking about the happenings of the weekend and what's coming up in the following week. So while you guys are in Seattle, I was at Glen Helen for the second annual, second annual Trans Am Vet Classic, which is also the place where you got your last Trans World Motocross cover at the uh, at the inaugural race. I still have the shoes and the shirt that I got from it. Or I'm not <laughs> shoes, socks. The socks. The socks. Those from the sock socks. guy. Yeah. Um, and then the trophy. Yeah, so that's where you made your vet class racing debut. Yep, 30-plus uh, class. We're using uh, cycling age rules where you're qualified at the age that you're going to be on New Year's Eve of this year. Mm-hmm. So he was 30 then. So last year uh, you came out and What, won I have won this year? Hanny won everything this year. Ooh, Hanny, I'm coming for you next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I'm sorry, Jeff Loop won because... Oh, that's who I raced last year. Hanny, uh, Hanny fell... He overjumped this big jump in the back and hit a hole, bottomed out, and tipped over. And he got up, and his bike wouldn't start. But you know what was sick is that he got up. Uh, I think he crashed like at like the like seven, eight minute mark, and there's only 20 minutes. But he got up like eight seconds behind. And I was honestly thinking, oh, 
I wonder if he's gonna finish the motor or pull off. Dude, he got up and charged, and he was right on loop at the finish. Oh, I really? Mean, it was pretty awesome. That that's cool. Up. Especially because I had to talk him into coming out the night before, you know? No, that's cool. That, well, I had fun when I did it. I just, um, you know, haven't been, uh, I actually haven't rode a lot of moto stuff uh, at all, um, you know, just since since Halloween, really. Mm-hmm. Um, just been riding a little off-road stuff here and there, but um I think once, yeah, I'll start riding some more stuff now that, like I said, I was, I was not wanting to mess my graphics up. So, <laughs> um, I'll start riding some, you know, a little bit more now, but yeah, it, uh, it, um, you know, the reasons for not racing it this, this year, just, just, I haven't been riding. So, yeah, but yeah. So it was pretty cool. Um, it, it was, it was rad having Hanson out because he told me he hasn't lined up for a motocross race and like since 2006 when he was on. KTM that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because he, I didn't know if he was really coming until mm-hmm. Saturday morning when he texted me. I, I, well, he texted me at 5.30 Saturday morning and was like, well, I'm awake. That's a good sign. <laughs> but, uh, but then he came and he was going to just ride one moto. So we're going to just let him ride as an exhibition guy and not enter him. Mm-hmm. And I'm all, dude, what if you win? He's I'm not going to win. I've got one or two laps in my arms. I'm like, no, let's pay your entry fee and get you just in case. And then he waxed the first moto. Mm-hmm. Had to ride the second one. Yeah, so he had to ride the second one. But he had so much fun Saturday that he called me Saturday night and was like, hey, could, I know it's three-moto format for the amateurs and stuff. He's all, can I, like, ride exhibition in some of the faster amateur motos? Mm-hmm. He came back Sunday and rode three-moto Sunday. Oh, really? Really. Which was pretty sick. I mean, it's That's always good. fun to watch that guy ride. That's a cool event because it's different than, like, everything else. It's just older dudes hanging out. It's not this, like, high-intensity, like, yeah. who's watching who, who's going to get a deal out of this. Like, yeah. there's yeah, no, no ego to that. It's, it, yeah, it was just a real mellow. There, yeah. was, there was a lot of beers consumed at Glen Helens. Yeah. Weekend. That's going to be like uh, be like Dad's memorial race. Yeah, the Danville Poto Memorial. What is that? July 31st? No, that one's... Um, memorial weekend so oh, it yeah august yeah late august, late, yeah. late august yeah, it's yeah. into the first or whatever so mm-hmm. cool, cool yeah he was telling me about that earlier we're gonna have to fly up to okay grace yeah. harbor you just let me know when out. yeah hey are you guys doing a works race this year too there is a works race there yeah okay. are, it's uh maybe it's only a month out maybe okay dude there's a lot of trails back there you're telling me about right yeah like so part of the so it's a, we so our acreage is about 160 but 80 of that is all like woods and trails. Mm-hmm. But then we back up to Capitol Forest, which is, I don't even know how big, a ton of land mm-hmm. that's all ORV or, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, that you can go Jeep or ride or whatever trails. Yeah. So it's pretty rad. Hey, the uh, park used to have a weird name before. It used to be called, so when I wrote it, it when I wrote it, it was Thurston County. Cause mm-hmm. it, and then, so because we're Grace Harbor, uh, part of it's in Grace Harbor, part of it's in Thurston County. Thurston yeah. County had it when I was a kid, and then people changed it. They changed, changed it from Thurston County to Straddleline because it straddles the, the, the two uh, county lines or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was called Straddleline, and then I was like, well, we'll just call it Grace Harbor, yeah. something different. Straddleline sounds like the name of an adult strip club. Yes. <laughs> you know? yeah. By the airport. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so this week... Uh, Anton and I are going to be super busy populating the new website because our website deb- debuts uh, next Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're obviously pinned. Actually, I'm filming some more uh, Salt Moto Live shows Thursday at Callaway Golf. Got a pretty good lineup going. 
got a, that kid Hunter Lawrence coming in. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. Steve Caballero, skateboard legend, coming down. McGrath's gonna come. All right. Uh, I think Josh Hill's coming. Got got six, seven shows lined up, so it should be pretty fun. But uh, man, what do you got going this week, RV? So actually, I um, uh, that's what you know, Don texted me and said, "Hey, let's go do this." And I'm like, "All right, well, I can only do it Monday because tomorrow morning I leave. Um, I think for San Antonio, mm-hmm. um, 6:45 out of John Wayne to to go do. Um, it's a turkey and and bass fishing tournament um, oh. for Yamaha. So, um, you know." They have, you know, they obviously have the motorcycle side of it. They have the four-wheel side, you know, from side-by-sides to four-wheelers. Mm-hmm. Um, the dirt cars they have. Uh, they, they just have so many opportunities to go and do things, and this is one of them that I got a, a call or email through from Scott Newby, and he's like, hey, uh, we're doing this deal in San Antonio, and it seems to be right up your alley. It's it's hunting turkeys and, and bass fishing. So um, it's actually on Discovery Channel. Uh, oh, it's like, I think, a two-part series or a two-episode yeah. two deal. Um, so one of the days is a, a turkey hunt, um, and the other one is a bass fishing tournament. So mm-hmm. don't know anything about it. I, he sent me here's he sent me the rule book. I kind of glanced through it. I only looked at the highlighted stuff. Yeah. Um, and part of it was is like he's like you can't shoot a turkey. You can shoot one turkey, but you cannot shoot you can't shoot two turkeys with one shot, and you can't shoot um, if you pull the trigger and put one on the ground. You have to wait 15 minutes before pulling the pulling the next trigger. Oh. So, but other than that, I don't know anything uh, any of the other rules or anything like that. So it should be a lot of fun. It's 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 the stuff that I like to do. So <laughs> shoot shit. Yeah, shoot stuff, catch fish, and, and have a couple beers. Nice. Hey, you know what? Uh, I had that I had a good time with you at the uh, R3 intro. Yeah. You know, as a thing, I was kind of surprised that you weren't at. I had to go to a, a power assist Yamaha or. It might be a breach of contract because you're a specialized rider, but um, power assist travel bike. Probably. Yeah, there. I, see, I I actually seen the um, the ad for it come up on on um, on it. Actually, it was on Instagram or, mm-hmm. or maybe it was uh, they posted it or whatever. So, um, oh, you saw it on Swap Moto Live on Instagram. That's where it was. Yeah, Swap Moto Live. Um, but it was cool just because like I, it's cool to to be with a company that has so many different avenues to go out and do stuff. You know, it's like. Uh, um, even though, yes, I, I write, you know, I, I am a, a specialized um, ambassador just through the years of, of coming through. Yamaha's just coming into the into yeah. that market, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's cool to see them, you know, um, breaking into that market. Um, you know, from myself, to everything that I can get my hands on behind the wheel of or behind the bars of, um, and all the way down to the, you know, like I, we were out. There's a little secret spot like three miles from my house. Uh-huh. It's a uh, in this it's in this secret spot where it's a full like 110 track like right in New, newport uh, so oh yeah it's it's tight so <laughs> uh, i bring the boys up we bring the boys over me and me and the wife bring the boys over and they and we i ride my ttr 110 um and some guys bring their full like wrs out there or huskies or whatever like whatever like anybody that's got a dirt bike comes out there and rides like on the weekends mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's like this underground spot that some people know about um it seems to seem like a lot of people know about it, but it's I guess it's been there for like over ten years. So mm-hmm. it's pretty rad, but the boys ride their Stasics out there and yeah. like, you know, they're other than for, for them that they I don't think they can touch the ground mm-hmm. on a PW fifty yet, which um, would be the only problem. They like that's next on the list is is like 
you know, Yamaha offers a PW50. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's the bike that we all start on when we start riding, you know, dirt bikes. So you don't have PWs at home yet? I do not have them at home. Um, I mean, they can ride them. It's just the, it's it's them with two of them. I don't know. I don't know. Like they can ride them. No problem. <laughs> it's just like I, I, I don't. Right now, they can touch the ground on their Stasics, and yeah. I don't have. They can. I can just send them on their way. Yeah. If I put them on PWs. I'm, She's going to have to go after one, and I'm going to have to go after yeah. another one. And I don't know. I just don't know if I'm ready to go and just chase after them yet, you know? Yeah. Like, I can let them be on their own. It's like, here, go ride your bike. And mm-hmm. they just, at two and a half, they just go wherever they want to go mm-hmm. on there. And they can touch the ground, pick it up. Um, but it's right around the corner for sure. So they they have every stepping stone that we need. So the Stasic is pretty badass because they obviously can balance on two wheels. So you won't have to go that crazy route with that bar. Well, the thing is, I think with the with Strider, the push bikes, yeah. mm-hmm. has totally, I mean, training wheels are a thing of the past, in yeah. my opinion, because of the push bike, yeah. the evolution that the kids, they learn their balance right away. I mean, my kids, before they could ever even barely walk, they could get on there and they could walk their Strider. So then they get a little bit more and then they're coasting, they're pushing for a second and coasting and that they're... So that bridges the gap. So they don't ever need any training wheels, and and uh, it just and then they're also at such a young age they're able to worry about only one item at a time. So they already know they can touch the ground, so they're not worried about falling over. Mm-hmm. So then they their brain only has to worry about the throttle. So it's uh, it's pretty you know the evolution happens very quickly. Like they start riding that, and then I mean like I said they could I could send them on a PW50 right now, um, and I'll and I'll probably get them here very shortly, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, then that's just a, another can of worms I got to, which is fine. I just got to be prepared to chase after them until they can touch the ground because they're only two and a half. What, uh, okay, so there's all these things to choose from with Yamaha. Has, has mom benefited from anything Yamaha yet? No, not yet, not yet. Um, uh, we went to Milestone. Um, I filmed a commercial for RV Cup that ran in Seattle. Um, but we, uh, we went out there to film the commercial. So I brought my TTR 110, mm-hmm. um, my bike, and then obviously the Stasics. Um, and that, and that, and I just said, okay, I'm going to film the commercial. So you ride them on the, or you, they'll just follow you. So, yeah. so, I, so she's rode the TTR 110. <laughs> I don't know if that's like, is she like fired up? Like, this is awesome. Yeah. I, I don't know about that, but yeah, she's rode the TTR. Yeah. Well, maybe she could, uh, she get a piano or. <laughs> like a rice maker a or saxophone yeah. Yeah. something y'all yeah, make yeah. saxophones mm-hmm. and they make keyboards keyboards right? too yeah, yeah speakers whatever yeah. I, I mean we'll see did you know they that they words. were did you know they were that big before you signed that contract I mean obviously I, I like you're aware of, yeah aware of the pianos and the, the keyboards and, and things like that but I think really um, I still have never been to Japan and that's a place that I want to go um, but I think the just the things that they make over there mm-hmm. you know, they just like, stay there yeah that stay there that are like you know planes and trains and all these other massive things mm-hmm. like that we don't necessarily know even about. know about yeah yeah like it's pretty crazy like to and this is and we think we're awesome because we do dirt bike <laughs> stuff and like this is a frack it's just this big of their yeah of the their deal company, right so um it's just like yamaha they have boats and they have they're making um 425 um, outboards that like you know that are 
nine foot tall. Yeah. You know, 425 horsepower outboards for your yeah. boat. Um, you know, and you got people putting four or five of them, six of them on the back of center consoles. You know, it's crazy that, yeah. what, you know, what, what they make. So pretty cool. Yeah. Did you know that, uh, getting back to that bicycle thing, Yamaha was one of the pioneers in pedal assist. They've been making pedal assist bicycles since like, I want to say like 89 or something. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's like, it's funny because I think back to being in Japan so many times and you see these old ladies riding these bicycles with so much like shit a, on the back with a baby seat on the back right and they're all long and crazy and like heavy and have baskets on the front and they're like hauling ass because they have mm-hmm. pedal assist. assist motor yeah but more people ride pedal assist in Japan than cars I don't know than cars there's a lot of cars but <laughs> but I mean you see them everywhere basically yeah. and I think it's rad like here, here's like um, I just got my mom um uh, a specialized uh, uh, S-Works um, Levo uh-huh. 18 model 2018 model or she I, I hooked her up with one through Specialized and she got she ended up buying one of those but she's like oh well I don't know if I really want one of those and I'm like look I said you can turn it off if you think you're a really badass yeah. or <laughs> you can put it on level 1 or you can put it on level 2 whatever whatever mm-hmm. you're thinking you want um, and you can go and ride every Essentially, you can turn it off and ride it like a normal mountain bike. It's heavy. It's a little bit heavier, yeah. quite a bit heavier. But um, you can go to, say, El Moro right by my house, and there ain't nothing that's remotely flat. Even even when I was super fit, riding you know the best S-Works that they had um, at the time, it still was was a, was killing me. to you know the, the stuff's steep. Like even if I was super fit, it was still hard. Yeah. So now it's like you know like I'm waiting on my my um, Levo now, and it's like you can you can go out, you can ride farther, or you know you can still get a good workout without mm-hmm. like you know for me that doesn't ride all the time, I can still go have fun, get a workout, and not kill myself. Yeah. If I go out there on a normal bike, like I won't make it up some of the hills because they're, that's how steep they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe Anton needs it. Oh, yeah, it? I definitely do. Yeah. I, I've made him throw up a couple times. Well, that was in the early days. Yellow one, level one. <laughs> so my and my mom got it and she's like, she called me. And she this, yeah, she said this thing's badass and I'm like, yeah, this, it's cool. I said you can just change the levels of it, you can turn it off, you can let, leave it on low assist, or you can fucking turn it up high if you really yeah. want to go for it, you know. So it's it's cool. Yeah. That the Yamaha bike intro I went on was like a gravel bike, you know. Like, I seen it. Yeah, it was a, it was a gravel. Uh, you know, it's funny. Gravel my bike. thought was like, dude, motor inside of a rigid chassis is going to be sketch but it was actually pretty fun it was mm. a good time I, i'm sure i've heard the gravel rides are pretty fun yeah uh, well there's a choo-choo train going by i want <laughs> yeah. to pick that up on the audio amtrak but so yeah so um and thanks for uh thanks for joining us do you have anything else to talk about anton no i'm glad you're going to go to the race this week after yesterday i'm ready to not get on a plane yeah, yeah. well i thought i thought that until i woke up this morning i'm like he really wish I was going to Houston, to Dallas to San Antonio to San Diego because I missed my flight by 15 minutes and I had a direct shot from Seattle to San Diego yesterday. Yeah. First flight I missed in like five years. Because of for. Seattle airport? Yeah. Yeah. The airport sucks. Yeah. It's the worst airport. No, Atlanta's the worst airport. I don't know. I, I just know that going to Seattle airport every time I've gone, even when I was living there a few years ago and, and I'd fly wherever I was going and. It, it was like you get there and you're like you wonder why where why is the security line so long yeah and so slow 
Um, no other airports. Re- I mean, you get occasionally some of them. But Pittsburgh can be bad sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta sometimes. But it's just like, wow. Like, really? And for whatever reason, it's I hate flying um, out of Seattle. Yeah. hate it. Now that you don't have to travel every week, like, is it better? Or is it like, oh, God, I have to get on a plane again? No, it's cool. Like, I, it's like now it's because I've taken some time off, uh, you know, quite a lot of time from from flying like it's you know now you kind of like saturday i didn't it's not like i was looking forward to that because it flew on saturday morning and and then flew out sunday morning but um you know most of the time when you when you go to the like flyaways like that it's it's cool like i I, like i like it now it's kind of gives you something to look forward to you go you get to see a bunch of people like you know that in the industry that you don't see all the time like west coast stuff like you see them every couple weeks Mm -hmm. and then that goes east and then you like you don't see it you watch it on tv um you know, and it's cool. Like, it, but then when you say, "Hey, let's uh, let's go to the race," or I, I, you know, Yamaha asked me to go to this one or whatever, and you're like, "Okay, cool, let's go." Mm-hmm. Um, just because you don't you don't go all the time, any you know, anymore, and, and to get to go to a flyaway, it's you know, it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to do it every weekend. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm headed to Houston this weekend. Predictions, guys. Uh, I would think Ferrandis might string together another win now that so he this has is won. a west coast round again right west Curved coast and lights. triple crown okay okay oh, so they're both right yeah hmm i don't know i mean ac's I, I think ac was really good was really and he pushed late at the end and you know it just you know came up a little short um forkner's been unbelievable unbeatable they're not on his, no just west coast guys oh you said it was a triple crown. no triple crown. oh it's a triple cr- so it's the yeah short not showdown yeah okay okay yeah. um I know that's always that I like the triple crown because mm-hmm. it, it there adds another element to it. And Would you it, want to race those? Um, I think that you asked me currently in my career, I'd say no. I'm not like I, I just I, I would say no. It's mm-hmm. not what I, I'm used to. I'm not used to it. Uh, human beings don't like change. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just it, I would say no. But from a from a spectator standpoint now. Um, you look at it, and I think it's actually better for the sport because you get a couple different winners. There's mm-hmm. more action happening, um, and I think that you're going to have you have um, the opportunity to to keep maybe a different guy in the podium or spots because it's not everybody can go out and race. Nobody's training. There's mm-hmm. only the few the the top top few people that are training, like I did or the the guys currently do now mm-hmm. that are that are going to be winners all the time yeah. that are going to stay there so when you add it make it only 10 minutes long then you get guys that are like that maybe are only good for 10 minutes that, yeah that, and then mixes fast, it up that yeah that mix it up and get mm-hmm. in there and, and change it up change it change up the deal so i think in the long run i think going to a, that format um the kids that are at loretta's now they don't know any different they don't know any better so when yeah. they come up and it is a three moto format like that i think it takes the stress off you get three gate drops Three, three times to, change, uh, to score points. Um, I just I think it, in the long run for the sport, it could be better. Cool. I'm good. <laughs> I don't have. I like them. They're yeah. fun to watch, but they're a little chaotic. Yeah. Well, I got to get some black dress pants because there's that code. Yeah, you got to do that. dress code now. Oh really? Yeah. yeah so that's on my agenda this week. It's black easy. Dress pants. Collar shirt. You have the collar shirt now. Express. Yeah. H and M. Yeah. Whatever. Right on, guys. Barvey, thanks again for... uh Thanks, dude.